What's up, everybody? The first thing I tweeted when I woke up is it is race week. But before we get into that, there's a couple announcements. First off, I want to thank everybody for tuning into our podcast. We appreciate it. We always appreciate the love, all the subscribers. Make sure you hit follow. Make sure you share. And the second thing is we will be migrating all of our stuff to a new RSS feed. So if you enjoy what we listen to, it's called the Tile League Podcast, which is our network. But we will be migrating up everything there. For now, we will be uploading this for the next couple months to this RSS feed. But eventually, it will be phased out. So I hope you guys join us. But make sure you guys subscribe to our new RSS feed called the Tidal League Network Podcast. That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, shout out to everyone who shows love. We got people listening in the UK, Australia, the US. I mean, it's it's truly just humbling because we got people all over the world that show up on a weekly basis to hear us. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys follow us, subscribe, spread it, word, and make sure you go follow our new RSS feed, which will have a lot of different content. It'll have some NFL content, but it'll be very clear when you guys are getting lift and coast from me and Kurt. So that being said, it is race week. How are you feeling when you woke up and you knew it was race week? I kind of felt good about it all weekend because I'm like, oh, I have something to look forward to next weekend. Yeah, it didn't hit me until Monday hit for me. And it's like vacation is officially over. Yeah, I feel like vacation was over last week, right? Because that's when they're allowed to get back into the... Um, I think they get like a full two-week rest break and then they can get back into the factories because from my understanding, the first two weeks are completely shut off. Nobody can be in the factories. I don't know if it's like mandated that way. Maybe every team just has to shut down for two weeks irrespective of the dates, but... Yeah, like I, I think some individuals were still on vacay, um, but, you know, Lewis is obviously back from his trip to Africa. Um, George Russell's you know, carrying 30-pound necks. Yeah, <laughs> like people are just, I think they're itching to get back to racing. Uh, I watched both of Danny Rick's vlogs. He put out another one this morning. Uh, it seems like he really enjoyed his time in the U.S. Let's talk about Danny Rick as a vlogger. Do you think he has a full-time career like that? Is it fun or is it just like you watch because it's Danny Rick? I like it. I like Danny Rick. So you, you think Danny yeah. Rick has a full-time personality? I think both vlogs that he put out were really different. One was his trip in the mountains and in Montana, which I thought was not the greatest. Mm -hmm. But the one that he did today, or not today, that came out today, was about him finding the best fried chicken in Los Angeles. And I thought it was really funny. The funniest thing is like, you know, we love to be in Europe, but Europeans love to be in America. So it's always like, you you know, you, the grass is greener on the other side, but it's like, nah, is it really, right? So it's, it's really interesting. Human like human behavior. Everyone's like, oh, you know, we both you and I used to work for an Australian company. Like their dream was to come to America and like go to Las Vegas. And then, you know, it's like, oh, it's just the US. But it is, you know, I think, you always want to know and you're curious to find out what's on the other side, but it's all relative. It's all relative, right? Which is really fun. So is there any F1 news you want to cover before we just dive right into spa? Honestly, man, like this vacation or summer break really just sucks because there is a shortage of content. Like I've seen so many new Formula One YouTube videos that have popped up over the last two weeks that are just like complete garbage. Rumor mill. Oh, Danny Rick's done. Total Wolf says that George Russell and Lewis are fighting. Like just complete garbage everywhere. Like it's got to a point where we just need the racing back. Well, there's a couple of things, right? So, you know, A, Danny Ricardo talked about his resurgence. Like, you know how Checo had a resurgence, which I thought was cool. 
Um, doesn't mean that it's going to happen, but that's always interesting. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. The second thing I want to talk about a video I saw is that, you know, the race, you know, I'm a big fan of the race's content. Shout out to the race, their YouTube channel. Did you watch a video on why Max Verstappen is not even as dominant as he is? Or I didn't watch that be? one. Basically, they're talking about what we talk about all the time. Mac li Max likes a car that, you know, it's a little bit, it's on the nose. It's a little bit more unstable. So that's why they're like, hey, Checo is feeling comfortable with the car initially, but now that's going more towards Max. But ultimately, the main story was that the tires and the way the car is designed kind of removes that from Max. It's really hard to get into that, that window. So Did it, Was it something to do with the nose of the car? Well, it's the tires and the nose. It's like so many different things, but the new car doesn't even allow Max to be Max. Like, if this new regulations were to change and it, it would allow Max to have a car that's more on the nose, you'd probably see him be even better. That's what they're saying. Like, he's been good, but he hasn't been himself. Because it was an interesting video, but I don't know. Just speaking of content, like I, I've watched every, I pretty much watch everything the race puts out because I think they put out quality stuff. But you're right, like it's just garbage coming out. Um, yeah, like people just need are finding and drawing at straws. I, I I saw a video like Kimi Räikkönen in, in NASCAR. I mean, he, he, he crashed. Yeah, yeah. after but, 41 laps or something. But but here's a question for you: Does it make you miss F1 more and come back and enjoy? For the sure. Break? Like, and I'm also really excited about this week because. Uh, Spa is an incredible track. I think from anyone in the industry will appreciate the technicality of it, how difficult it is, the elevation changes. But also, you know, last year we were robbed of a racer. So let me give you two things, right? I think that summer break has to exist because it gets us amped. What's coming to happen second break? Like, it's just part of it. It's kind of like an all-star break. It's the same thing. But to dampen on your parade, sir, the forecast calls for rain on only Saturday and Sunday, and it's sunny throughout the rest of the week. Well, that's good. Monday to Friday. That's good. I'm happy about that. Well, that there's rain on Saturday and Sunday? Oh, I thought you said there's only rain Saturday. No, no. There is there is literally Monday through. So from today to Friday, is completely sunny. Then <laughs> Saturday, Sunday is rain. I hope it changes, <laughs> but that will suck so much because you want to see like I want to see cars pushing it to the limit. I want to see drivers really going to the extreme. And then when it's raining, th there's a level of extreme that needs to be pushed, but it's different. See, here's the thing. I don't hate that. And, you know, we, we could be on different sides because it actually is a, the equalizer. So I don't mind, like, as long as we get a race. But if it's like last year where we had waiting, waiting two hours for them to call off a race and then give Max It's going to be very annoying. Yeah. So if they could race... I don't mind. I mean, listen, you're, you've been calling for Mercedes first podium. That might be the way to get their first podium is through a rainy track where George and Lewis are some of the best drivers in the rain. So my only thing is, I understand where you're coming from. I would love to see a normal spa race because we haven't seen it. We obviously didn't see it last year, but we need a normal spa race. So regardless, we just need a race there. Yo, it brings up a, another speaking point, Danny Rick again. Like he, um, he must sit on the same board with George Russell as far as like driver's union. Yeah, they all do. They, it's um, like, But Danny Rick has been a little bit more vocal and it's, you know, there, no one even knows what his future in F1 is like, but he said that they need to deal with the calendar. 24 races is way too many in the current format. He said 18 in the current format would work. 24 will work but not in the current format of how it drags on for days each week. 
Yeah, I don't know what that means. Just talked about the fact that. I mean, like, what is he asking for? He just said it's just not. He was talking more so of the fact everyone in the team struggles. Like, it's just not fair. Then you need to hire more employees. Hire more employees. I agree. Then you need to have uh, add an allocated budget, have team A and team B. So team B flies out for half yeah, of your team that A. That would definitely add some... Uh, you yeah, know, because Team B might be shit. shit exactly. So I was like, can that you imagine an entertainment? Can factor. you imagine Red Bull's Team B is shit? So every single week, and they have Team B out, or you have to, or, or you, or as an organization, you sacrifice and Team A is there at all times, and you don't hire Team B. Yeah, I mean, I think that is the right way to look at it, and it would add such a massive asterisk. I, I think, like, I don't think for drivers it's that hard, man. Like for the he was talking solely on the fact from a like team standpoint yeah because you know you make what you might make 100k a year and you're there you're traveling like crazy i'm sure the top engineers are making more than that but there's other staff that will be there that are probably not even maybe touching 100k yeah so though for those employees it sucks but for a driver like you're making millions of dollars this is a professional sport this is part of the grind you shouldn't be complaining about it like i understand for the whole team i'm not mad at that like i get for the your standard people that won't have you know $50 $50 million to $100 million in the bank when they walk away from this. Yeah, it's a massive time sacrifice. You're away from your family. It is crazy. But, so, you know, so. that's, I think every single person that wants to be part of showbiz, because in a way, sports is showbiz. It, it's an entertainment. It's, it's There's a, a level of sacrifice that you make. I think the difference is, too, when you kind of break it down is, you know, they don't get a break, I don't think. I think the pit people are still working during summer break, while drivers do get a break. Like well, they're probably simulating pits. Like, but you know, everyone has to mandatory take those. No, two I'm weeks. talking about like your your actual two three months off. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I I don't think the team's getting a break like the drivers. They may get a month off, but they're probably right back into. Yeah, it. like think about it from an employment standpoint. You're like, nah, you get two weeks of vacay in the summer break. Like, yeah, and then like you're you're going at it. But drivers, they get the after the season's off, they get to relax and you know they get their off season. But do employees get an off season? That's a no, great question. They don't. They, they still might. have to work. No, so like the engineers don't, but to like the to does a traveling team get the time off? Maybe, like, I, and then are they full time employees? Are they seasonal? I don't know, but those are great questions. Great questions. So let's talk about spas. One of the best courses in the world, legendary. I wouldn't put it at Silverstone, but you know, legendary course in the mountains. Very technical. It's got a lot of different elevation, high obviously. altitude. And obviously, we know there's been some deaths there. It's a very dangerous track. Listen, shout out Danny Rick again on the vlog. He was practicing his breathing because you forget to take into account you're at a higher altitude. Which is, you know, people underestimate that, but that's difficult. Um, let's talk about it. What are you most excited about for Spa? Is it the, is it the levels of elevation? Is it the track? I'm excited for a dry race, but I guess that's not on the cards. You're not getting a dry race from what it looks like right now. Well, like, what are you more excited about the technical, like, on the circuit? Are you excited, well, excited for the long straights? It's a longer circuit. Yeah, it is definitely a long circuit. It's what, over 7K? I don't know exactly how long it is, but it's definitely one of the, I it's think long. They're like a minute 40 lap times, yeah, which is quite there's long. Like, what I love about this track is the fact that there is variation. The, the fastest lap ever there is 146 from Bottas. That's a long ass lap. Yeah, that's long. But that's what makes this track special is there are so, you, if you look at, most of the modern tracks, like you understand the sectors, right? And mm-hmm. in every race, in every race, there's three sectors. Mm-hmm. But like, if you broke down spa, there could be sectors within the sectors because there's so much. There's just yeah. variation. I think too, like 
just in general with it's like it's got that from sector three all the way to sector two you're going through bends chicanes corner it's a lot of fun and visibility sucks when you're going up hills yeah let's be real and then you know you're really looking at mountains the whole time which is probably a beautiful drive but sorry trees not mountains but it's gonna be very interesting this seems like a very favorite ferrari track (laughs) yeah ferrari hopefully they figured it out i've read a lot that the Ferrari community is losing, has lost faith in Bonato. Yeah, but I don't think it's Bonato's fault. I've said it before. Like, how does Mercedes have more podiums in them at this point, right? Is like, it the same or is it equal? I thought it was equal. Same or equal. I think either or is bad. Yeah, but you know, I've said this before in the pod. You can't blame Bonato. He's not the one making these calls. Like you have to blame but him. But he's in the leadership position to make those changes. But you probably gonna, are you going to make your changes midway through the season? Probably not. I don't know. I'd love to look and analyze the way that Toto's reacted in previous years. Like has he just But fired he's never staff? had to. His team has been that dominant. Right? Like until 2021 he's never had to. It's literally been Mercedes and everybody else. Even a pit error doesn't it didn't matter, right? Like you add extra three seconds on the clock. What is that to the Mercedes car? Yeah. So my whole thing is like, if you, I think that we can't look at it as like a traditional sport like the NBA. I don't think there are people just laying around, like great people laying around. I think they're all taken up by spots. So my whole thing is, you know, we don't know, but from the outside looking in, how can you blame Bonato unless he makes a midway decision, which I think is harder because you got to speed people up on the technical process, everything that's going on. Like I find that it's a lot more difficult. Whereas like basketball is basketball, but Formula One is so different. Like your car is different from the next car. Just the way you guys run stuff is so different. And there's so much moving parts. But I won't blame Bonato until next year. If he keeps the same team, then I'm blaming him next year if this thing continues to happen. Yeah, fair. I mean, as you're talking, there's just other things that keep popping into my mind about everything that is going on in this sport right now. It's hard to move someone mid-season, right? Like, Like that's what I think. What are your thoughts on that? I think there are certain positions that cannot be changed in season. Like your, your driver engineers, there's a chemistry built there to change that, like really changes and disrupts the entire flow. Um, I don't know. Like, Isn't I think even if you calls? took out one of the, the individuals that's going to part of the pit crew, that's going to make a tire change. Like, well, now if you take one of them out, it changes or disrupts the chemistry amongst that core team. That's what I think too. But at the same time, isn't the driver engineer the one that makes those calls with Charles and Carlos? Yeah. But at the end of the day, the team principal is the one who's putting that individual in play. Yeah. But whether he stays or not next year is a whole different conversation. Like I'm talking about for this year as we speak. Yeah. And I think if you're Ferrari, obviously it's only the halfway point. And we saw what happened last year, the halfway point. Well, it's a little (laughs) past the halfway point. The whole season can change. I'm not going to say that it's impossible for Ferrari to win, but it is looking less and less like. It's definitely looking like they're about, what, 90 points down mm-hmm. on. I, I mean, all it takes is two DNFs from Max Verstappen, right? Like, and then, Two DNFs and a perfect Ferrari finish. And then they're right back in the race. And then Charles is right back in the championship race because, you know, things happen, right? Like Max had his bad luck towards Monza. Like you never know if him and Lewis Hamilton get into it again. Like there's so much things that could happen. Speaking of Max and Charles, like, did you see his comment? Like he's, he enjoys like the after the race, have, they were he said partying this before, on the table. Though. And it's like, bro, of course you're going to say that because right now you've got Charles, like you've, you own him. I, I think he, I think to be consistent, he said that even when Charles was on the top, but 
the end of the day, as soon as there's a legitimate battle there that drags out I think for more no than battle. a year. I mean, right now there's no battle, bro. It's, it's I mean, that's circumstantial. There's still a battle between both drivers. Like at the end of the day, does Charles and Max not duel it out for P1, P2? And then what is the reason Charles has not been in a battle? Because of technical issues and strategy issues. As soon as there is just I, marginalized I points between them. You're saying they're once not partying afterwards. You're, I know what you're saying. Like Le Nico and Lewis are cool for the first two years. Yeah, and, and then, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you really are threatening up. my chances at winning a title. Well, I don't want to be hanging out with you after the race. Yeah, no, I, I think that's true too. Um, but my whole point is, is like he's been consistent with that. Max is also a sore loser. Max is a hater. Like, let's be real. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, regardless if it's Lewis Hamilton or not. If you're in the same situation with any other of those 18 drivers on the grid last year, you would not be having beers with them after. Yeah, and that's race. where he contradicts himself because he said stuff about Lewis. And it's like, okay, dude, if Charles was in the same position that Lewis was last year, it'd be different. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be totally different. I also think Max is a racist. So um, that probably doesn't help the Lewis Hamilton thing either. But those are my own thoughts. Those are not title leagues or, or your thoughts. Let's talk about our our quick predictions for we haven't did this in a while because we forget our dragger of the week so just so we do this i'm gonna bring these up from last week's race because we don't even know who the draggers were because it's been that long right um, and you got to take into effect that it's going to probably be wet so the draggers have a chance bro the draggers do have a chance okay so your unlikely draggers that you didn't think about are danny actually danny ricardo's there the only unlikely one is really Bottas and yuki Every, everybody else that you think is there is pretty much there. So who is your dragger of the week this week? I'm going to say that expect a good weekend from Pierre Gasly. Really? Yeah, it's been a tough year for him. There's obviously some sentimental, um, you know, this track. Antoine. Exactly. So I just feel like he's going to come out with, a. there's going to be a level of focus, but also an emotional desire to like, be his best. You know who else is very close to Antoine, right? Very, very close. Charles? No. Oh, well, Charles is too, but Joe. Joe was his roommate. Mm. Joe was his roommate. They raced. Yeah, the I mean, this team. track is this track brings out a lot in people, man. I'm gonna go with the easy one. I'm going with Valtteri Bottas. <laughs> He's yeah, got a bounce back. Valtteri's had a really like tough ending to summer break. So yeah, let's talk about Valtteri quickly because we haven't done. How do you grade his first his first half of the year? Well, first three races, you're like, holy shit, he's beating Lewis Hamilton. Like everyone's <laughs> then, like, oh my god. I don't think he god. beat Lewis. Like, well, in the you race. know, uh, it yeah, was just qualifying, but I don't think he beat Lewis in a race though. But go, and continue. then it kind of started to. He, so he started on this massive high, and you're like. A lot of people are like, yo, who would have thought Valtteri would be better off in an Alfa Romeo than a Mercedes? And then things started to kind of flatten out. Well, the, a lot and of that And then wasn't his things fault, started becoming more characteristic and on brand for Valtteri. Yes, some of it was out of control for him, but he is it a was a engine. dismal. He does have a Ferrari engine, sir. <laughs> he went from like A minus based on what was expected. To then like D. Did you so, give him A minus earlier? I gave him like an A plus, bro. He's in the Alfa Romero. Like he yeah. was he was there. So I think if I grade his first half, it's a C. I'm giving him a B. I think it's still like at the end of the day, they're still like competing for like seventh, right? Seventh and sixth. So it's a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, and you know, he holds a majority of their points. So you gotta give him some love on that aspect. He does have a Ferrari engine, which DNFs all the time. So you know, it sizzled off a little bit, but 
hopefully Valtteri can come back and bounce back. But I think a B's a 70% out of 10 is not bad. I mean, at the end of the day, I thought, well, I've said on this podcast many times, he'd be in last place <laughs> or he'd be fighting for like, like between 6th yeah, and the 20th. No, so. that, I think when you factor in Nicholas Latifi, Lance Stroll. But like, I thought he'd be in that pack. He's really not. He's not. <laughs> so Alfred Mills obviously had a better car this year, but he's also driven pretty well. Yeah, so. at the end of the day, Valtteri is at any given, in any given year, he is right in the middle, number 10 of 20. He's doing he's doing his thing. So shout out to Valtteri. Um, let's finish off with our one, two, three, four, five in qualifying. So Friday is expected to be dry. Friday is expected to be dry, sir, with some clouds, but sunny with some clouds. But Saturday is gonna be wet, which is quality. So man, why is it gonna rain? Hey man, talk to the to weather gods. I have a feeling. This is how it's going to go. So my quality, and obviously I'm taking in the entire spa effect here. We'll have Max on pole. Max on pole? Okay. Lewis number two. Okay. George three. Charles four. Fernando Alonso five. Okay. Can I give you the reason why that's not happening? Tell me. Logical reasoning. So it's going to be cloudy. And is the track going to be that hot? Yeah, so the Mercedes will struggle. But if it's wet... Well, they'll struggle to warm up their temperature as well on their tires when it's wet because the track is cooler. I'm, I'm going to go that Louis and George, just like George did last year and we know Louis, like they're, they know how to deal with the wet. That's fine, but I really don't... I think Mercedes struggles with warm other tires and, it, you know, it's even worse when the track is wet. So that's kind of why I don't think. I think Mercedes is going to have an abysmal weekend for that fact alone in a, up until Sunday. Sun, race pace, they'll figure it out. So... I got Charles one. Charles has proven he can drive in the rain. We've seen him do really well in the rain. I got Max two. I got Carlos three. And I got Lando four. And five? We said five. Five? I got I got Lewis five. Okay. But you know, Lando shows up in the rain if you haven't. If Last you year in the rain, Lando had a bad accident. Bad accident in, but, uh, in quality. But remember, they said that it should have been stopped the session because it was so. Remember, Vettel's it was like, terrible. Yeah, yeah, Seb said it. It was terrible. But my whole point is, Lando showed up. Shows up in the rain, bro. He's from. Britain I hope too. the weather changes. He's from Britain too. Does uh, George continue Mister Consistency this weekend? Yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah, for sure. I think he DNFs this weekend. Wow. I think he does. Uh, and then we'll finish off with our race predictions quickly. And obviously, you'll hear our, our new changes on Saturday. But what are your quick race predictions? Quick race prediction is it's going to be a Max 1, Lewis 2, Charles 3. I'm surprised you don't have Charles higher. Their car, their car is the best. I, on I don't think they're going to do well. The car thrives in low-speed corners and mid-speed corners too, which there's a lot of that in this circuit. I got Charles one, Carlos two, wow. Max three. One two Ferrari. Well, I got a one two Ferrari. They're gonna bounce back. They're it's this is like listen, it is what the F one slash racing gods want. They want Ferrari to come back, so everybody comes back from the summer break saying, "Will Ferrari catch up?" It's just like bound to happen. I do have Lewis finishing fourth, and I got no. Sorry, I got Checo finishing fourth. I got Lewis finishing fifth. Um, okay, fair. Did you say when I asked you earlier in the year, will Lewis win a race this year? Did yeah, you say, I said no. You said no. Okay, so. I said no. If I, if I remember correctly, yeah. I don't think he'll win one. It's okay. just like, he's got to fight against George, obviously his own teammate. He's got to fight against Charles, Carlos, and he's not in the best car. He's not even in a competitive car. Like the reality is there's still half a second behind. 
I've so, also been reading a lot that it is looking very, very likely that Mercedes will close out the year with this, but they will scrap this design. See, that's that sucks. You should have scrapped the design earlier. Earlier, but they've committed this far now, so they're staying the course. But it is rumored that they will not keep it. We'll see. They might find some unlocked potential and they might keep it. If they do, great. But that's a huge what if. The other thing we didn't touch on, and I just want to bring up briefly before we go, Mick Schumacher still isn't signed with Haas. He is also in the, like his name's also up in the air for both the McLaren and the Alpine seat. McLaren makes a lot of sense, but I wouldn't take them. So it's interesting. Well, here's the thing, right? For would like Mick is good, but they say Oscar's a generational talent. Because you do know that Seb wanted Mick to fill his seat at Aston. Yeah, that's just stupid. Why would you do that? Of course. So obviously that didn't happen. But there's also talks that he is in the running for those other two jobs. I would definitely take McLaren or Alpine. And it's becoming more and more evident that there might be a chance, might be a chance that Daniel Rick is not an F1 next year. I think he's going to drive for Alpine. Unless they take Mick. I mean, I don't think they're taking Mick or unless they have to take Oscar. Yeah, but then Danny Rick drives on Haas. Fair. <laughs> but my point is, Danny Rick has a seat if he wants one. If he doesn't want one because it's not enough money, then he won't have a seat. Fair. But at the same time, if Mick locks up with Haas or if he locks up with McLaren, who's Alpine picking up? Because we're assuming Oscar's not going to be an Alpine seat, right? I have a feeling that it's he's going to be forced to go there. Oh, I don't think forced. I think Otmore welcomes his return. He worked with the Renault team before. I mean, obviously, this was a, a Cyril before. No, but I'm talking about like Oscar will be forced to go to Alpine. I don't think so. He can he can just decline to race until his contract runs out next year. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like he can do that. I don't. He said, "I am. I will not be racing for them next year." So that's like it's not like he said, "I haven't signed yet." Yeah, and if he does race for him, he'll look extremely stupid after that comment. Yeah, because it's it's literally like he could have just said, "We haven't finalized a contract. I'm not officially officially signed there yet, but we'll see." But he said. I will not be driving for Alpine next year, Alpine, whatever we're going to call it. So I don't think he drives there. I told you earlier, and we've had this discussion before, but, you know, McLaren says that they can go to court. Well, people say that McLaren can go to court and then they can just pay Alpine damages, which might be a million to two million dollars. But also at the end of the day, like Danny Rick's getting paid out his whole contract. So I think I think he will get paid out most of it, not the whole thing. But, you know, drive next year. If you make up the difference in salary, why not? Yeah. for Haas Agreed. but we'll see I mean McLaren can can go to the court with them and then pay out the damages since it is race week I'm sure as soon as as soon as Alpine and McLaren pull up to the paddock this week every reporter that's there is going to be asking him those questions you here's a caught take is like why even ask those questions but you know it all blew up the day after summer no, break my started. point is like you know as a reporter like you know 99 percent of the world's gonna be covering this right yeah but this is just a bullshit media run no but that's my point i'm not talking about i'm saying if i'm a media member do you not look for other stuff so like you have unique content bro this is why traditional mainstream media is i'm, so not, I'm not asking for the reason i'm saying if you're doing it aren't you asking about race week and stuff so like you, you have the race stuff on your page rather than well why is danny ricardo yeah this? you're not going to get any answers and it's you're not a waste get of anything, time and you're not going to get anything new that another media outlet's not going to get so my whole point is like if i'm spending time with them i'm trying to figure out more about the race thing so people are going to my page that are like 
try to understand like McLaren's new car or new concepts and all that stuff. But yeah, you should be looking for real journalism. Real journalism. But with that being said, we appreciate everybody that's tapped in this far. Like we said earlier, make sure you guys migrate to our new RSS feed. We'll have the link in the bio and we'll see you guys. I'm sure we might hop in a little earlier before race week. I'm uh, sure there's going to be stuff that surfaces. Yeah, that's why we decided to drop early in case there's stuff that surfaces. But um, we'll see you guys for sure on Saturday after qualifying. Yeah, and make sure you hit the link in our description. Uh, it's the Title League Network podcast. If you don't want to hit the link, just search Title League. You'll see it. Um, but yeah, there'll be a transition phase where we'll still keep content here, but eventually it'll migrate over to there. So follow wherever you listen. Appreciate it, guys. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace.